to another episode of 52 and 52, a podcast where we watch at least one movie a week for every week in the year and record an episode about it. Today we're going to be talking about Baby Driver, the new movie from Edgar Wright. So uh, if you guys don't know, Edgar Wright is a pretty popular guy. Um, he's done Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, The World's End, Scott Pilgrim. He's supposed to do Ant-Man, but never, didn't <laughs> work out that way. Um He's a pretty popular guy, and he's made some pretty good movies, and I think Josh and I both like him well enough. I don't know. I, I, I assume you've watched in, like, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. I actually watched Shaun of the Dead for the first time the other night and didn't really like it. Oh, really? Um, which I think oh, is probably okay. like— Did you watch Hot, just, Have you seen Hot Fuzz? Yeah, that was it, Shaun of the Dead was the only one I had I like seen. Hot Fuzz better, but— I think I like The World's End better than both of those. Um, okay. Which, I mean, I, I think it's probably, like— quite uh um like a heinous thing to say to some people to say that because like I've, I've as i've consumed a little more um criticism about baby baby driver the last few days it seems like sean of the dead might be a lot of people's favorites and it, it i just i don't know i i didn't really particularly enjoy it compared to most of the others um but yeah i mean like i still i still like i think it's still an experience going to see an edgar wright movie you know you're gonna get something pretty yeah well i don't actually yeah, I, I don't want to say like i think some people like have some valid points about maybe baby driver in some ways maybe not being the most unique thing that doesn't mean i i, I that doesn't mean i didn't enjoy the movie but i for the most part you know you're gonna get something a little different and still fun and singular and that's why it's a worthwhile thing to i think go support him even if you don't like everything he's done uh but yeah, so I I definitely think it's uh I, I was definitely excited to see Baby Driver even after what, not enjoying Shaun of the Dead just because I think he does interesting stuff. Yeah, and so the movie is sort of like a I guess like a smaller movie. I it was pretty well marketed in terms of what I see in terms of TV and Twitter and internet and stuff. Um, but a lot of the reviews I read or comments were like, people need to go see this. Like people are going to be turned off from seeing it because they don't know what it is and. I was like, okay, it's pretty apparent uh, I'm not what sure. it is. It's a movie well, about a sure. getaway driver. I don't, I don't know who yeah. these people are. Yeah, think we're um, who, who, who they think are confused. Yeah, well, I think just like you know, like Despicable Me beat it at the box office, right? Like by a lot, I think. Well, and it's a stupid animated kids movie. Of course, it's going to beat it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> not making the mistake of going to see the the third one of those. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the cast is pretty famous. Ansel Elgort is the main dude. Kevin Spacey's in it, John Hamm, uh, Jamie Foxx, John Barenthal, Lily James, Isaac Gonzalez. Um, I guess I, I was the mo- I think one of the most disappointing things for me was that John Barenthal was in it for only like five minutes, um, and he just seems like he would fit so perfectly in this world. Well, that, that scene where he's just like yelling at Ansel and he's <laughs> pulling, pulling off his sunglasses, and then he keeps pulling off, putting on another pair. That was like the funniest part of the movie for me. And yeah. uh, I mean, he's good at playing angry dude like that. And if utilized the right way, it's it's it, it can pay off quite a bit, like it did there. I mean, yeah. I think it's good to leave you wanting more, but I'm sure you definitely could have used him more if they found a way to, you know. I think it's interesting because I think he could have played John Hamm's character or Jamie Foxx's character and been just fine as like that person, right? Yeah, I mean, I think I mean they're all they're all really good actors. I think almost any of them could have hit the beats that each other did. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, because John Hamm, we've seen obviously do very serious stuff in Mad Men, but I mean, he's done some pretty straight comedic stuff too, very well, and uh, on Thirty Rock and Wet Hot American Summer and stuff like that. So it's it's a pretty good trio of dudes to round out the cast, you know. <laughs> Yes. Um, so I guess you probably liked it more when you watched it and then you started reading some reviews and you've been liking it a little less or what? 
It's made me think. I saw. We're thinking I, about it more. So, yeah. Um, and I mean, every, I, we should just say it's about it's about a getaway driver who uh, has to do one last job. Uh, not that you, <laughs> you feel like you've seen that before, but I mean, whatever. It's a it's a thing. Uh, who uh, just uh, meets a girl and wants to get out of the getaway driver game. Uh, and I was listening to the Gruson Leach podcast today, and one of them called it YA Drive. Uh, which yeah. it's, it's like a very, very apt, but I, they were saying it in a more negative light. And my thing is, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because Drive is like a really freaking intense movie. It's a great movie, yeah. but is there anything wrong with wanting some of the cool stuff in that without with, and having it just be a little more fun as opposed to sure. self really, really serious? I mean, it's a sure it was very good, but I mean, I, I don't think it's a bad thing, but I was just I was thinking more about it. And the one thing that I would say is I've had a lot of fun and I didn't laugh a ton. But I don't think you have to to have to thoroughly enjoy a movie that's classified as a comedy if it's not going for like slapstick jokes. Um, like I said, I laughed a lot at that scene with uh, with Bernthal mm-hmm. and Ansel, but there weren't a ton of moments where I was laughing as hard as I was there. But it's not a movie that's going for jokes to make you do that a lot. I think like sure. in, in, in the same way The World's End does. I think The World's End was yeah, more yeah. that kind of movie, and it did that yeah. very well. So I had a lot of fun throughout. The one thing I would say is that. Um, I, it wasn't something where I would necessarily leave the theater and I'd be like rushing to tell you, I think you would love this movie. Um, I don't know how much you did love the movie, but it wasn't something that I, I felt like I probably would still give it four, four stars out of five at the, at the very least, but it wasn't something that I, I just don't have as strong of a reaction to Edgar Wright films as other people do. Um, sure. I, I really love the world's end. I thought Scott Pilgrim was good. And like I said, didn't like Shaun of the dead, but like I said, he's someone I go support. I just don't think I have the same, super super strong reaction to them but i had a really good time at this movie so i, I don't have a lot of bad to say about it but i don't also also yeah. i didn't feel compelled to go scream from the mountaintops everyone go see this movie at the same time i didn't laugh like a ton i guess but i actually i feel like i laughed alone in the theater more than i laughed collectively with like other people in the theater at things that were supposed to be funny they were just like facial expressions or like little one-liners that i thought were like really clever that I laughed at and it was not necessarily played for jokes uh, as like a everyone in the theater should laugh kind of thing as much as like when he's like dancing around with the with his foster dad you know and they're just like playing music and some of it's like all the stuff of this all the stuff of this foster dad was great I thought yeah no it was really good um I I mean no I like this movie a lot I thought it was like almost like a perfect movie going experience yeah in terms of like you're going to laugh. You're going to have fun. You're going to have like some serious scenes, some romantic scenes, um, some small twists and it's not too long. It's not too short. And there's like cool stuff that you don't necessarily see in every movie. Um, but then like you said earlier, there's definitely like some stuff that's very repetitive of other movies we've seen or just generic tropes in, movies that Edgar Wright sort of puts his own unique spin on that aren't necessarily like the most unique things, but he's doing unique things with generic things, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I don't know. I, I don't even know if that stuff is the stuff that like, I, that I, I don't really dock at points for that. I, I'd almost say it's yeah. more just like, I maybe could have been a little more, I mean, and I thought the chase scenes were really good. I just don't even know if it, I just don't know if it really floored me at any point, even though I had a lot of fun at them. Like, I would say that nothing in this movie bothered me as much as the um, Statham stuff did in Fast Eight, but at the same time, like I know we already had our back and forth about that, and I know that didn't bother you as much. At the same time, I don't know if I got the same thrills as I might have from the same highs as I did sure. from certain points of Fast Eight. It's just like it's a 
whereas Fast 8 might have been, for me, might have been a 10 out of 10 at certain parts. This might have been an sure. 8 out of 10 all the way through. Which is, sure. I mean, there's no shame in that. And I, like, I had a lot of fun in it all the way through. And there's some stuff in here that like, I thoroughly enjoyed. It just might not have just like given me the same rush at times, you know, even though yeah. I enjoyed seeing a lot of those driving scenes at the same time. Well, I think part of the nostalgia of just the Fast series and like the hype and the we've been part of this universe now, I mean, just as a as a society for 16 years right with fast so it's easy society to, <laughs> i'm just saying like the you know the movie came out in 2001 and now it's 2017 and yeah. it's easy to like feel something for that and i think it's similar to something like with star wars right like you might have some new sci-fi ip come out and it'd be really good but then you just don't have the same feelings you do when you watch like a star wars movie or something it's the same i i, I think i would say for that um I I think one thing I'd actually liked, which I was uh, unsure about while I was watching the movie, was they sort of made uh, Ansel's character to be, like, this amazing driver and, like, super skilled. And they have, like, the beginning, like, one or two scenes, he's, like, doing ridiculous shit and uh, doesn't get in any danger or anything. And then later on in the movie, like, he, like, crashes one of his cars. He doesn't see, like, somebody coming. And I was like, oh, like, that sort of takes away from his, like – super natural power to drive cars. But then I ended up liking it that it was sort of flawed and that he was a little bit more grounded, I guess, in reality than, yeah, than no, it might otherwise have been. Once they got once they got out of that one chase, though, no one really called him out for it. He just kind of, like, for doing a bad yeah. job at that point, which I was like, I do think he kind of messed up there. Uh, well, he didn't do a bad job because they, it was like a... We got distracted though. Good Samaritan thing, co- you know yeah, what I mean? I mean? He was being a good person, which was a cause. It, but- no, 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 not no, no, no. I was saying that in that specific scene, that was like something unaccounted for in their plan, oh, right? Yeah, sure, I guess. So he wasn't like it wasn't necessarily on him at that point. I mean, he he made his way out of it after. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just trying not to get like spoilery, but yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I just think I sort of enjoyed at the, at the end that he sort of had some flaws as like a driver mm-hmm. um, as much as he did like as a character, as a person yeah. too. Yeah. So how, how did you enjoy the driving scenes and specifically the way they were set to the music? You're, you're a little more of an authority on music than I am. Like, and a lot of people are really hyping it as we're going to get an insight into Edgar Wright's iPod and everything yeah. that he likes and all that stuff. How did, how did you think he did in uh, select and soundtracking this movie, if you will? I think it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually – I was honestly expecting maybe like a little m- more music. There wasn't as much music as I thought there was going to be, I think. Um, like even something like Guardians 1 I think is sort of like – I don't know. That's sort of what I was comparing it to and maybe that's unfair. Right. But I don't think it necessarily reached that level for me. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but I thought it was good. I think the Guardian sort of had maybe more famous songs. Yeah. So that sort of hits you more when you're watching a movie like this. But I thought it was pretty good. I actually really liked that he was like composing his own music too. Mm-hmm. I thought that stuff was pretty funny. Um, what did you think about it? I mean, it's good. I, I, I the one thing I was a little more looking forward to as opposed to the specific songs themselves was uh, the ways in which they timed it and how yeah i thought that was awesome when a specific thing happened it hit the right beat in the song at that point which i mean i already kind of knew i had already read about the movie and i knew that was going to be what they were going to try and do going in and uh like i had a lot of fun with that for sure it just it it made it so the like the movie just 
it, it just gave it a more pr- forward uh, propelling feel, if you will. And it just, yeah. it, it was just always kind of zipping along because of that. And I really enjoyed it. And even smaller interludes, like him walking down the street and dancing was fun, um, fun mm-hmm. enough and just fun to look at because the way they shot some of those scenes were tr- not tracking shots the whole way through, but it was the cam- yeah. the camera work was still fun in a certain way where you, you got to follow him around and watch him having a fun time. So I, I, I mean, I, I just felt it gave the movie a, a definitely a good vibe for the most part. Yeah. And then, and then the good part about that too, is that they ju- juxtaposed it later on when he's sort of like in a bad mood and sort of like running into people in the street because he's not as like hippity hoppity dancy as he was at the beginning when things are going poorly. Mm -hmm. So that was good. Um, honestly, like something like this, I enjoy the music and the sort of like numbers more than something like La La Land, to be honest. And I know they're not like truly comparable, but this is just like more fun and more like something that suits me then maybe it's just because la la supposed to be like a musical or whatever but um i don't know just i was just trying to think about the movies that we've watched recently with like that are focused on music and take music into the account of like every, their everyday sounds and everything like that yeah i mean i don't know they're they're very, they're very different movies I, I i feel like uh i guess i i, I maybe I even read i did read someone that somewhere that kind of threw out how that scene in the laundromat might have been something that you might have seen in La La Land if they had actually been like singing or something like that, and I and I mm-hmm. uh, I, I didn't I did enjoy that scene, and I uh, I don't know it's it is funny like I mean I think that I'll remember I mean I'm, I'm gonna remember a few of the songs I mean I did see La La Land twice but I think I'll still remember a few of those songs a little more than I'll remember any specific song in this movie but I definitely enjoyed this movie more and thought just the way it dropped songs in there. Um, I don't know, because I mean, La La Land relies so much more on the score, too, at the same time, whereas this is more just, like, we're going to drop play a bunch of songs. The one thing I did here was that, like, I mean, is there going to be a certain point? Can you think about, Can you, I mean, you saw this movie in the last couple of days. Can you think of a certain point in the movie where um, a specific song was played? Like, can, that song was played during that scene. Uh, and, I mean, uh, I think so. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, I already couldn't, but I'm not the best person to ask because, like, I just probably couldn't tell you who sang like any of those songs. But I mean, like, I, that that was something I on one of the other podcasts I listened to. Someone's like, you in a movie that wants to do that kind of thing, you should be able to like create a couple iconic scenes where it's like, oh, that's where he did that to that song. Um, I guess I mean, my counterpoint to that is, you're making your, like your movie. You're not necessarily making your movie to have iconic scenes to remember, right? Then maybe that, that you take yourself. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a natural progression of things. I think if you try to make like an iconic scene, I think we get these sort of Oscar Beatty movies, right, that end mm-hmm. up coming out that we neither of us particularly enjoy watching or even thinking about having to watch. Um, and something like this, maybe it's a little bit. I don't want to say less than the hype or what maybe what we want its peak to be, but it's still like really good throughout. And it's just like a really good movie going experience. Um, and I, I don't know that I'll remember it like as, or love it as much as I love some other movies like fast franchise and stuff like that. But if like, it's something, I think it's, it's a movie that's really easy to watch and really fun to watch. And you don't necessarily, have to think really hard but you it also challenges you if you want to do that yeah i'll probably go see it again so it's like yeah i think i was going to i I feel like even though i'm i'm i I might have not 
verbalized at best what maybe the one thing holding me back from being like this is going to be in my top five movies of the year i definitely still want to see it again because i know that he like puts a lot of detail into his films and i'll and i'll probably pick some stuff up if i go see it again and like you said it's just a it's a fast easy watch and that that's i think that makes it well worth it i'm sure i'll find something new that i didn't that i failed to mention here because of that you know it's just i'm sure there's some complexity and uh depth there that i maybe was even missing a little bit of um did you how, how did you I, the, the one other criticism i had i i'd heard other people have was that they just not not necessarily like we were saying maybe the film was, was had certain things that were derived from other films but as far as the character themselves some people didn't really think that they we, we like the performers some people didn't really like the characters but i thought I mean, I still enjoyed watching them a lot. I mean, I, I, it's not like you're going to have a ton of backstory and a lot of depth for a lot of these people. Even, I mean, you obviously learn about Baby's past at the same time. But, I mean, even something like the Jamie Foxx character, I mean, it felt like you took his character from horrible bosses and just, like, let him go do stuff as opposed to sitting behind a dining room table just playing menacing and stuff like that. But he has, like, enough funny lines and funny moments that I don't think it's really a big critique if you don't really have, like, a full 360 view of who that guy is as a person as long as he he gives you stuff to laugh at and is entertaining and scary in the right points i mean we, we were talking about some lines earlier and i think the the line that might have gotten the biggest laugh from my theater is that like um you you rob banks to support a drug habit and i i i, 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 t- I take drugs to support a bank robbing habit so yeah, yeah. He, when he delivers lines like that i think even if that character is not like like i said the most like well-developed person in the world it's like as long as you can get really good moments out of them like that and enjoy seeing those actors do those things i don't really think it's a problem no i didn't think it was a problem but like for instance kevin spacey just plays like kevin spacey in every thing he's done in the last 10 years for the most part mm. um he doesn't and maybe it's just me not i used to really like kevin spacey i don't really like him much anymore i think he was fine in this um you mean, actually you mean you haven't checked out season five of house of cards yet <laughs> is there five seasons jesus that's what just happened yeah um i still haven't and either. yeah I, I, please don't <laughs> um i so he sort of has a twist at the end that i didn't really see coming me neither um but at the same time I, I, the last maybe the last like couple of twists just I, I I think sort of didn't really do it for me because I didn't think his character would do what he does or really was that justified in doing what he what he did. Um, and then John Hamm's character loved everything that happened. I just don't necessarily think that was maybe what I saw as like the natural progression of what would happen. And then. I sort of was just like, okay. Yeah, that is the other thing. Like, I without spoiling it or anything, like I thought some of the choices his character makes at the end, like might, like I, I actually think it might have been earned based on some of the stuff we saw with him earlier. But I thought maybe some of the stuff with him also got a little dragged out. Um, yeah. And that that's like one other minor thing I had with it. But other than that, like I, I just enjoy seeing him do like so many different things because I I, I just think it's really funny how he can pretty much do anything as an actor and that's cool to do and it's it was a different spin on anything i'd seen him do which i appreciated yeah and we get a really good Ansel el gort performance too which yeah. is nice considering he's been in some like kind of boring fucking roles for a while now um at least he was like entertaining in the divergent movies even if those are shitty movies he was he was fun he was fun to look at yeah we got to watch it we got to watch him him run run. yeah so i I, i'll I'll always appreciate getting to watch him run and actually laughing at that really hard um i don't particularly 
enjoy the dialogue in the fault in our stars but i think he's still or pretty paper towns he's, he's still pretty charm yeah, yeah but no he, he just has a cameo in paper towns which is fun yeah it was fun to watch him pop up he literally didn't do anything in that he was it was just yeah. like he was working at a gas station or whatever but uh yeah. and like i i actually like really appreciate his performance in carrie which is his debut thing or the remake of carrie with uh yeah. with chloe um but yeah like i like yeah that that again that character doesn't say a lot but it's like they pretty they make it pretty clear why he doesn't talk and why he's kind of zoned out a lot and just tuned in if you will and i think you i think really with the scenes with his foster dad even more so than the scenes with lily you get to get a sense of who he is and i, I thought it's yeah. pretty great in those scenes yeah he was really good in those scenes i i was very a surprise, honestly. I just, I, I guess, I just didn't know that he would sort of have that in him for me to like his character like that. But he was good. I, I sort of, I, some, I honestly, I wish some of it was even longer. Um, like just the story stuff with him, I thought it was pretty good. Oh yeah, um, but I, 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 I wish they probably spent a little more time. I mean, you didn't need to do it in a flashback scene, but I think yeah. some of that stuff you're talking about with Kevin Spacey would have been better if you'd had more scenes with them in the warehouse. Yeah. For sure. Um, just to get a better um, sense of like their relationship. Yeah. And they sort of – they detail it out, but it's something you sort of have to listen to too because like in our theater, once we were like two-thirds of the way through the movie, one of the people next to me was like talking out loud to their partner oh. like, oh, I totally didn't know this happened. When did this happen? I didn't – like they didn't understand the dynamic between the two characters because they just – probably weren't listening during one of the scenes um because it's sort of in a side throwaway part where they sort of explain something kind of important yeah 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 oh okay yeah i got you i mean uh yeah i mean i i I was paying enough attention that i got that i think the one thing i might have failed to pay attention to apparently they they gave a little more of a backstory to the john ham character and i might have missed that myself um, I don't mm-hmm. remember exactly when that was, so that's another thing I look forward to watching a little more closely the next time I go back. Um, I think yeah. it's with Jamie Foxx when they're at the diner. Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, like I said, I might have zoned out for a little <laughs> bit at that, but uh, um, every like I mean I don't know. Like I said, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of details, but yeah, if you they missed that thing with Spacey, then yeah, they, they're just probably I don't know what, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I, there, like we, like I said, we we've, we've vacillated since we've been doing the pod about talking about whether stuff should be longer or shorter, and I, I, I totally agree. I think you could have this would have been I mean like I, like I said, really like the movie, but I think there definitely were is one hour fifty, and I think I would have been fine if it was two hours ten because the movie was just that fun and they and it doesn't really drag. Um, and like, yeah. I think you could have spent even more time. Like, as fun as 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 much as I did get stuff out of those characters, like I said, there was still more room to do more with any single one of them, which you wanted to, whether it be Burnthal for or, sure. Or the stuff with him and Spacey, or the stuff with him, or and, him and Lily. Really, yeah, because yeah. like I mean, there wasn't a lot there for them to like actually tell us they were in love. But those scenes were fun enough anyway that I wasn't really tripping on that. Yeah, and I think that it's not that's not if like you not believing they're in love is sort of irrelevant to the to the it's, story it's, it's of, to like the yeah. progress of the story. It's more about what that them declaring means for the rest he of the symbolizes. story. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, I mean, I I would recommend going to see it. Um, did, did you like Lily? If, yeah, I thought she was really good. Yeah, you know, she's, she's British, she and they ask her to. More. She's British, and they're asking to do the hardcore Southern accent. Oh thing, yeah, that. And, and, I, and I was actually, worried. That was the other <laughs> well, I was worried I wouldn't enjoy that, and I th- I would think it was like super bad that they were having her do that. But I mean, she did it well enough that it wasn't grating on me. And I I have I mean I, I I don't have a Southern accent myself, but I'm from the South, and I know a lot of people that do. And so so I, I saw someone's. It might have been on the 
the the ringers exit survey thing where they were like i like when they he, ansel elgort and willie james pretended to have southern accents or something or, or couldn't decide yeah. whether they had southern accents or stuff I, mean, I thought she stayed in character with her southern accent the whole time and yeah i mean it's pretty blatantly like someone doing a southern accent but i didn't find it too and i didn't find it annoying or anything and with ansel like i i it wasn't as pronounced but at times it comes out at times it doesn't but that's not like an unusual thing if you live in the south like some people just sure. depending on their com- even depending on the company you're in like i'll say y'all a little more more, depending on what kind of people I'm around, just to ingratiate myself to the other Southern people or whatever, you know, it's just, I, I so it didn't bother me. And I, I didn't think he, it was distracting with him either. Like he's from New York city. So like he doesn't have a Southern accent either. Yeah. He definitely won a little Andrew Garfield, 99 homes for some parts of the film. I don't know. It bothered me more with Andrew Garfield than it did with him. I don't know why, I don't know but why that is, but uh, it did. I was, I, I think is he doesn't like, I think when he's singing it's normal. And then Someone asks him a question, he's like, baby. And it's sort of like an Elvis thing, and you're like, wait, 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 wait. Where did this fucking Nashville accent come from? Because um, I, I think the first time you hear him talk is when he's singing, and then he starts talking, and it's a little bit different. But it's it, it definitely doesn't take away from a movie like some accents can, like fucking that Steve Jobs movie does. But, um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean – I that's pretty much all I have to say about it. I, I think everyone should go watch it and support the movie. And uh, something like this is unique enough to watch and have a good time. Yeah, a couple other things I wanted to say. Uh, one was I, I, I respected that they set the movie in Atlanta and just kind of made it a little more southern with the accents and and with the scenery and stuff. Because uh, like tons of shit's used in Georgia for tax credits, and that's why. And I mean, I saw some people saying, oh, no, you could, it looked like a Marvel movie, like they were shooting in one of the office parks that Marvel shoots in because a lot of Marvel's operations are in Atlanta. And I actually thought that I, – I, I disagreed with that. I thought that um, just the freeways in Atlanta are just a big deal to begin with as far as being a, a, a southern hub. And yeah. I, I thought it was pretty cool that they somehow got to shoot on those, and it was pretty apparent. And I, I still I – felt, I, it felt familiar to me. I spent enough time in Atlanta that I felt like I did recognize some of that stuff and – appreciate it and i'm glad that they just set it there like edgar wright's i don't think he's ever shot a movie in america he's a british guy uh those first three movies uh or those his first two movies were obviously british ones and then scott pilgrim i think was in canada and um and then world's end obviously in europe so this is the first time he's really shot anything in america and he could have just like been like oh i'm just gonna put it in los angeles or new york because lots of movies are in los angeles or new york but he i thought he captured atlanta fairly well for a guy that had probably really never spent much time in atlanta uh before the shooting of this movie so i thought that was cool i don't know if you really had any feelings on if the movie looked good or not but i just thought it yeah it, thought it, it, it looked good and they shot it well and i thought they it looked different like some like the scenes where ansel is walking around it doesn't feel like a new york city and it doesn't feel like los angeles yeah. so i think it's just like the fact that they don't try and tell us that no matter what city they had told us i just thought it, it looked like a different place to set a movie for the most part which i which i did yeah. appreciate one other fun personal story i thought you might appreciate is that i'm back home in pensacola where i saw saw the movie this weekend and um, I don't have a car, but my grandparents have three cars, and they're out of town this weekend. So they're, they're going to North Carolina. So they took their Honda Equus, even though like when they travel by themselves, they usually take their their Mercedes because it just it doesn't have the sp- trunk room of the Honda. So they left me their Mercedes and just to drive around nice. since I was I flew in from out of town. So I driving yeah. around in a very nice Mercedes Benz my whole trip home, and I mean. I didn't did have you gun it. Well, I mean, like I, I felt compelled to, and I did. Like yeah. I went to the movie with my friend Daniel, and we we pulled out, and like I just pulled out on the street, and I'm used to driving like my Rav Four that has four cylinders, so I always get excited every now and then. But I was still like in the middle of a more of a 
popular like commercial area, so I couldn't really <laughs> gun it too much. But I gunned it like out of the movie theater parking lot when I turned and went straight to get through the first light. So that was kind of exciting because you know me, I'm really <laughs> not I'm maybe not the most daredevil of drivers who's gonna take an hour to drive somewhere. I went an hour and a half like we did on the way back uh, from Furious Seven. That <laughs> might not exactly be my personality with the kind of cars uh, I drive compared to you. And then, but anyways, I was like all prepared to straight up do it. There's a there's a three mile bridge that we had that connects Pensacola to Gulf Breeze, the little town I'm from. And I was gonna straight up do that on the bridge. I was gonna like go. I was gonna go like seventy on the forty five bridge. Or oh like wow! Yeah, you know, I was gonna be like a daredevil. And then like there was like bumper to bumper traffic on this bridge because uh, it was it was like so it was like on route to Pensacola, Pensacola Beach for Fourth of July weekend. And I now I was just gonna go crazy, and then I didn't have the chance to. So just you know, like I was in that phase. Like while I might have been saying that the that the chase scenes didn't put me on the same high that they do in the fast movies, like. I was ready to go 70 miles an hour in a 45 on the way after this, and I just didn't get the yeah. chance to. <laughs> yeah. I saw the movie with uh, my friend Sammy like yeah. 30 minutes away from where I live. So on the way back, I was straight <laughs> music up, um, car revving, just gunning at home. Didn't get a speeding ticket, hopefully, I don't think. Um, <laughs> I don't know if there's cameras, but. Uh, yeah, I was, I, this movie made me 100% just speed home. So that's always a, that's always a fun thing. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't know how long, probably four of the fast movies I've been able to speed home. <laughs> I've been eligible to speed home after watching. Eligible. Sure. Whatever, whatever that means. <laughs> so, um, yeah, which is, which is a little, uh, joke, I guess with me and Josh, but it's, it, it's something it's, it's not tangible, but it's something that just sort of makes you feel like I want to do this. It does so. show you that the, if the movie, if you feel compelled to do something like that, that the movie did something right. Uh, yeah, um, for sure. Last question. Uh, do you have a, I mean, I think we, while we both really liked Ant Man, we would have liked to have seen what Edgar Wright's Ant Man was. I think I think it's fair to say that would have been a worthwhile experience, probably just to see what he did with it. Do you have a Do you have something in mind for what you would want Edgar Wright to do with this next movie? Do you go Do you want him to do go back and do something with his friends in Europe again, like one of those in England again, like one of those movies, or something like this, something different, or like try and do a superhero thing and see if a machine doesn't spit him out again if they want to give him that autonomy? Do you Do you have any opinions on that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of like a, it's a very open-ended question. Mm. Um, I think it would have been really cool to do Ant-Man, but I actually just watched it the other day while I was eating some food. Uh, I was on TV mm-hmm. and I, I don't know. I thought it was really good. I really like Ant-Man. Um, maybe he could have made it better or different. Um, but it's still a good movie and a good, like, differentiator from the sort of rest of the marvel franchise uh maybe he could save dc that would be cool if uh they let him do something with dc uh maybe 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 they'll just he'll be like the 15th person they give the flash movie to (laughs) the flash would be something cool for him to do though because that's like i feel like that's really hard to capture um but i i don't know uh i i just like watching his movies they're just different like movie going experiences. So I'm in for whatever he does next. What about you? No, I, th- I think it's the same. I've, I've been listening. I'm kind of the same way. Like I've lost, I've listened to like a lot of, I listened to an interview with him the other day with, um, 
with uh, on Happy Sad Confused uh, MTV's movie podcast with Josh Horowitz, and he told he, he said he like hasn't even watched Ant Man since it came out. He, he yeah, some, I saw that. Someone someone on a plane next to him started watching it, and he just like pretended to be doing work so he wouldn't look at their or just like stared at his computer so he hadn't looked at the screen. So he seems awfully burned by that experience. I mean, I think it'd be yeah. really cool to see what spin you would put on a superhero movie if he could somehow get it in writing that no one gets to touch his script or he gets the last gets the last look at the script if you will because that seems like that's the only way he would do it that was his problem with ant-man was that they went off the final cut yeah do, no, no it wasn't even final cut of the movie it was yeah. like they went to rewrite told him they were going to do a two-week touch-up of his script and he didn't see it for six weeks and he was like fuck this they're probably messing with me and he just got out of there so he seems awfully burned by that experience um the funny thing is like i'm i don't even really have a strong opinion on this i was just curious if you did because like i said i i just didn't really like Shaun of the dead i I, I know a lot of people do, and it was just for me, it was like those characters in that movie were just really stupid, and I thought it was pretty predictable because I kept knowing they, I kept, I just kind of knew they were just going to do the next stupid thing. But I wouldn't even say I don't want them to go do something with Simon Pegg and those guys because I, yeah. th- I really like the world's end, and that was the third time he did stuff with them. So I, I'd be happy if he wanted to make something else with them that was equally funny to that, or if he wanted to do something like this that this zips along. I just, I, I, I just hope he works a little more frequently. And he did say that in that interview is because right now it's, but it's, it's been three or four years between each of his movies. And obviously the Ant-Man thing had something to do with that. But even before then, there were these gaps. And I, I obviously someone like him has a very specific style and they want to get it right. But even he said he'd like to cut that down, which is my roundabout way of not answering the own question I proposed in sure. the first place. It's just I, I, I think I'd be happy to watch anything he did and I'd like, the, like it to come out with more frequency. Um, yeah, I mean, for sure. Um, and so hopefully he, hopefully he gets to start making different distinct things that we can enjoy. Uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, I'm all in for that. Scott Pilgrim's one of my favorite movies ever. So I think I'm actually going to um, go rewatch it some, hopefully in the next week or two because I actually haven't watched it since the first time I watched it like six really? years ago. So it's I, so I'd like to so go good, by and dude. give it another shot because I think I might have watched that one like with my grandma. And yeah, I've already yeah, seen it, you'll you'll enjoy the Chris Evans performance okay. a lot in there. Mm-hmm. He's he's really 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 good. Good. Um, I actually saw someone on a forum post say that. Um, and you might not remember this. If you guys have seen Scott Pilgrim, they said uh, Baby Driver seems like one of the movies that Chris Evans' character in Scott Pilgrim would have starred in. Um, so it, it, he's like a movie star in that right, movie. Right. So so just think about that when you're watching it uh, again. Um, but, yeah, so thank you guys for listening. You can catch us on social media. Josh, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, at Josh Chernovoy, J-O-S-H-J-U-R-N-O-V-O-Y. I'm at A Clambake, A K L E M B A K E. Our podcast Twitter is 52in52pod. Podcast emails 52in52pod at gmail.com. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>